Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. Down. 
afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic with her, herself, Jackie Blue. Hi, my name is Jackie Smith, and I'm here today with my co-host, Storm Sestavani, and we have an exciting show for you today. We're going to challenge all your concepts around money. Um, Pick up the phone and give us a call if you want to talk about debt and money and prosperity thinking. The number is 760-539-3235. Make sure to check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. It's my favorite candle store in the world. If you have a problem in your life, whether that's love, romance, money, career, health, prosperity, debt, we have a candle, an incense, and an oil for that. To reach Storm off the air, you can go to PsychicFriendsNow.com or like his fan page on Facebook at Facebook.com slash AstroGossip. If you want to reach me off the air, you can go to CoventryCreations.com and you can go to my fan page on Facebook under Jackie Smith or Coventry Magic. And you can also find our show on Facebook under Keep It Magic. Um, And it is just Keep It Magic. I did some research today. It says Keep It Magic, a resource of sorts. So you can just search Keep It Magic. And you can also check out the site for the show, which is keepitmagic.com. Hey, Storm. Ooh, 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 check it, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an anthem on how not to live your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to the lyrics going, she lived a lifetime inside of her room. That was probably written by me. <laughs> about me. <laughs> I mean, every time my daughter starts to hide in her room, I'm going to start calling her Jackie Blue. <laughs> I was calling her Michael from um, the Beach Boys. Oh, really? In my room. <laughs> I love my room. Or Brian. It was Brian from the Beach Boys. Sorry. Yeah. A little bit before our time. Actually, Jackie Blue is probably before our time. Probably. <laughs> it's by the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. I've never heard of them before, but I thought that it was pretty, I never knew. pretty interesting. I never knew it was by the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. I think it's a sign. I've been studying more and more conjure. I know. I've been studying more about the Appalachians, and now I'm going to study more about the Ozarks. Yeah, Bible magic. Bible magic. Bible magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what that you just made me laugh hysterically. I had, to, I had to collect myself after that song started playing. Brilliant. <laughs> well, it was, you know, when I was first listening to it, I was just like, because I was trying to find some Jackie songs, and I was just like, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. And then I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, oh, good God, this is like an anthem of how you do not want to live your life. So we'll play it anyway. <laughs> and, and I was picking out which torch song I'm going to sing. Um, for a fundraiser that I'm singing at. Yes, I am singing. I am practicing. I am getting a voice coach, and I'm singing at a fundraiser on March 4th. So any of you people who are around the Detroit area, look me up, and I will tell you where to go and where to buy your ticket from. So with that little plug out of the way, reading the lyrics for some of these songs, these torch songs, are ridiculous. There's abuse. (laughs) There's... He can hit me, he'll smack me around and leave me, but I want my man back. Oh, my God. Hell no. (laughs) Hell to the no. (laughs) Hell to the no. Even the one I'm singing, Black Coffee, the bridge is um, a man's born to go 11, but a woman's born to weep and fret, to stay at home and tend her oven, (laughs) and to drown her past regrets in some coffee and cigarettes. Oh, my God. I know. They're They're all depressing. That's why they're torch songs. Exactly. Because you're still carrying a torch. So what are we talking about today, my friend? Debt. Debt. It's a dirty word. 
it's a dirty word, and a lot of people don't like even coming close to discussing the word because it brings up, uh, I think, a lot of uh, of issues that um, people really don't want to take a look at in many ways. It's a very emotional word. You want to you want to see people like shut down, start talking about debt, and start talking about taxes and the IRS. I should say the IRS. <laughs> You know, like, like for example, I can go and look at uh, the numbers for our show each and every week, um, and you can definitely see a particular trend when we talk about love or self-improvement, um, uh, anything that has kind of like a squishy feeling, uh, let's, uh, uh, you, know, you know, massage ourselves and pamper ourselves and uh, type of, of show. And then when you talk about a heavy su- a subject like debt, four people show up. Well, actually, you know, 11. But <laughs> also, what's interesting is in the long run, mm-hmm. we get the most hits on heavy-hitting shows in the long run. People come yeah. back to it. So um, I think it's kind of people find us after after doing some some searching for their solutions. So I have a question for you. Sure. I think it's, well, we both have to answer it, is, is I think we should start off talking about what is debt. I know Susie Ornish talks about what debt Orman. is. Orman. 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 Where am I talking Ormish. about? Ormish. Not an Amish person, Jackie. What? I mean, Ormish. she she may live like one with all that Susie money she's got. She's had the, you know, like the first dime she's ever made. She does. So Susie Orman and Robert Kiyosaki, they both talk about good debt, bad debt. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we even get into that part, what what do you feel debt is? Personally, for me, debt is when I uh, am heavy inundated by bills that, you know, I can't pay with cash. Mm-hmm. You know, for me. But I'm very, very rigid in regards to debt. Yep. Um, it is borrowing against your future. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's, it's, um, it is a, well, in some ways, it's a belief in yourself that you're going to be able to take care of business then, but it's also a fantasy, I think. Debt feels like free money. Debt is this, um, to me, is this um, intangible pressure and stress. Yeah. That um, that I don't know if people really recognize until it's too late. It's it's a it's the sort of Damocles hanging over your head. Well, it's the sort of Damocles that many of us have to put over our heads because the only way that you can develop credit worthiness, which mm-hmm. The whole world right now revolves around that word credit. Um, is to go into debt. Well, and credit determines crazy things like even um, it, it can determine how much you pay in car insurance and health insurance. Um, they do look at your um, credit scores for health insurance too. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating when I looked up. I yeah I have um <clears throat> I get reporting for what you know creditreport.com or whatever. Mhm. And uh. When I was applying for health insurance, they looked up my credit. I think not just for um, when I asked him about it. He said, "Well, it's, you know, maybe it's for like being able to pay it, making sure you don't have any health insurance debts out there." Um, but I, I also think it's for health reasons. I think that that they tie that in together. Um, yeah. Job. Um, it tells you about stress. Yep. Um, and future employers look up your debt. So it's, you know, they look at your credit rating, I should say. Yeah. But but to, to pull it out of there, you know, and, and Susie and Robert talk about good debt, bad debt. Like, your home is good debt. 
mm-hmm. they consider your car as good debt because it's you know something that you couldn't necessarily handle a big payment, a big that having that money. So you you mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But the things they talk about are bad debt. It's like a lot of credit card, a lot of borrowing against things like that. And having a good ratio. Well, part of, part of the reason why we had the, the debt collapse and, and the housing market collapse is because, you know, Susie Orsman says that one quarter of your monthly salary um, or how much that you make a month should, that your house payment should be one quarter or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were, you know, half of their salary or more was going on um, house payments. And right. uh, it's a lot of people don't like Susie Orman um, because she uh, tells tells it like it is, you know. And <laughs> if you want a brand new Porsche and she sees that you have student loan debt, which she thinks is the worst, um, or you have uh, 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 you know other forms of financial debt, she'll quickly tell you you can't afford this Porsche. Right. And a lot of people don't like being told you can't afford or you can't have or uh, 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 you can't, uh, you know, receive this. And, you know, one of the things, and it's such a double message because at the same time you will hear the government, um, uh, which will state that the American life is blessed and that we should basically be able to uh, get what it is that we want, when we want, how we want. You should, be, you should have the freedom to go into debt, and you do, but don't complain to me if you don't have any money. True, true. I mean, but I think debt is, we're looking at it, um, the debt is that instant gratification. It feeds yeah. the beast. And it absolutely feeds the beast, feeds the satan, as you call it. Yeah. Um, but I want to look at debt a little bit differently as you're talking. I'm thinking sure. about um, there's your there's your monthly debt. I mean, we talked about the house payment being yeah. a quarter or less, or for a lot of us it's half. Um, sometimes it becomes that because our income goes down. But, you know, there's things like um, – just how much it costs you to live, that's kind of like you you know you're going to have that pending debt yeah. or that need to spend money. And debt, I think, is, is um, a predicted need to spend money. And um, it is, it, it, people start to feel like it's going to eat them alive. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to. Honest to God, you're not going to die. I have so many clients and so many friends who are going through the debt crisis, who are having to walk away from houses, who are mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> having to declare bankruptcy, who, which is not cheap to do, by the way. You have to go in debt to do that. <laughs> you have to go into debt to get out of debt. <laughs> right. um, or you got to pay your lawyer cash to get out of debt. Um, and you're not even you're not off the hook. You're just given. Um, they just can't bug you anymore. They change those rules too. But um, it's. It's not going to kill you, and I just really want to start the show off with that, is that it's time to take a new attitude. You're not going to die over this. What is probably going to happen is you're not going to be able to get the things you want for a while. Mm-hmm. But if you're smart, you'll be able to get the things you need. And and I'm, <clears throat> I don't want to come at this saying, oh, I was $10 million in debt, and now, now I have $10 million in assets. No. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think with, with both Storm and I, we know what it is to – invest day-to-day in our future. And so I think the difference is, are you investing in your future or are you stealing, borrowing from your future? Those are two different two different ways to look at that on a business end of things because I have to invest in my future all the time. 
with um, with materials and advertising and product development. And you have to invest in your future all the time with with advertising and making sure you have the right technology and things yeah. like that. So um, it is. It, so there's there's that kind of investing or borrowing. So what are you doing to your future? Interestingly, I just asked the tarot, what is debt? Uh And I pulled the ten of swords. Wow. (laughs) Wow. It's a betrayal of the self. Not not only that, but it is the, you know, when you get into debt, you're, you know, kind of like at the end of your rope, that there's... uh, uh, that there's a lot of anxiety and difficulty, and uh, it's just not really a good direction uh, to go in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 in in regards to living a fruitful uh, type of life, right. and um, I think I think that you know a lot of us, um, uh, you know, the law says in the chat room saying the ten of swords equals illusion. Um, it's true because yeah. that's what that is. You think you have more than you than you have, <clears throat> and um, uh, the the overborrowing for housing was just the ten of swords right there. It was an illusion to say I'm bigger and better than what I am. Yeah, and 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 one of the things that I that that I see often is that people that go into debt, that the problem is actually not necessarily debt. The problem is often something. Um, that is much deeper. And one of the things about the, the suit of swords uh, is that I correlate it often with, with with family curses in many ways. Well, interesting. Um, because of the fact that there's so much mental stuff around it. And I use the, uh, the story of um, Orestes in regards to... Uh, uh, to the suit of swords, and you know, in in that particular story, Jackie, that there was, you know, this person, you know, wanted to feed the gods, and he boiled up his son, and you know, they ate them. The gods got mad and cursed them. Then, you know, the next family line, you know, you know, the next place in the um, uh, in the family does something else horrendous, and they get cursed again, and then it just keeps going on and on and on on down until you have this individual that's just basically elected in some way, unfortunately, with the Restes, to handle and deal with. Uh, the particular uh, curse uh, that's been going on. And I think in many ways, you know, it's very interesting to me astrologically, okay, that the 10th house, which I course, some, some astrologers correspond with the, uh, with the father, I correspond it with the mother, because uh, the 10th house has to do with um, uh, structure, um, uh, it has to do with the way that we appear in front of the world, um, our reputation, um, our social mores and our social codes, which I think that we get more, it, it may be starting to change a little bit differently now, but most of the clients that I deal with, Jackie, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, 50s on up, it is still the mother in most cases that raised and did that formidable type of training with the, with the child. I think um, more now it's the mother than it is the father energy. Yeah, um, so I, I put that with the 10th house. The 4th house, which I feel has to do with um, uh, the father, which has to do with our roots, we carry his name usually, um, uh, you know, has, you know, really also has to do with with our uh, security and, and our home and uh, what it is that we do to feel comfortable. And when I think that oftentimes when you see people's charts besieged, especially with the moon and uh, the sun and the ruler of the fourth and the tenth house, 
oftentimes you will see a lot of issues in regards to dysfunction, um, relationship problems, financial problems, debt problems, and, and really what it is is that there's a an early childhood problem in many cases in which they've been taught in many ways that in order to fix this problem, I need to either consume or I need to, um, uh, you know, buy or, you know, you will see mom, the way that she dealt with her problems is that she went out shopping mm-hmm. um, uh, or that and she ran up a, bills. It's, it's very more of a modern society ill, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's not how, it certainly wasn't how my parents early in their childhood, my parents are older um, than, they, than they, well, I'm older than the average bear. But um, my my father was born in, in the Depression. Mm-hmm. So you did not um, fix your ills by consuming. Well, maybe except alcohol. But They um, screwed a lot back then. That's why they had so many kids. That's why they had the baby boomers. You know, so that was their entertainment. <laughs> That's a very interesting thing. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was no TV, you know, so you had to create but your own. What, a lot of times they, you know, my father would always say, work it out. If you're mad, if you're upset, go work, go chop wood, go do something, mm-hmm. work it out. And um, so what you're saying is that, um when you see a lot of things between the 10th house and the 4th house, you said, mm-hmm. the 10th being the mother, the 4th being the father. Yeah. When you see a lot of um, things, there, there's a lot of family, what you're calling family curses or family um, beliefs. Actually, Patty and I, when we do our Akashic Record work, we call that um, family legacies. Yeah. Because um, to me, a curse is something somebody puts on you. A legacy is a belief that's gone wacko. Um, <laughs> Both of the same thing, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Although customers freak out when I start talking curses, so I start using the word like. I, I think that there's, you know, it is a. Um, uh, uh, well, you know, in the Bible that they were, you know, even Jesus cursed a fig tree. Um, so, <laughs> uh, one fig tree, by the way, it does not mean you can't eat figs. He only cursed one fig tree. And actually, I don't even know if he necessarily cursed the tree. I think he was more looking at it from the perspective of, oh, that one hasn't bared fruit yet. I haven't, I forbid any of you to eat from it. Um, interesting. Well, okay, which is kind of interesting with the whole debt thing because figs are about money. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, you know what, actually, I want to go there. Go. Um, just, just for a second, figs are about money and prosperity and no one in the home will ever go hungry. And if you're saying that, that Jesus cursing the fig tree was more about him saying the fig tree hasn't borne fruit yet, don't eat from it, that's very interesting because look at how that can relate to to debt, how we can get ourselves in trouble. And and I'm not I'm not lecturing anyone who's in a bunch of debt. I've been there, and I, I'll touch on that in a second. Um, I'm talking about an attitude. Is this whole thing about debt relief, I'm not giving you the magic formula of how to get rid of your debt. I, I'm not a legal advisor. I'm not a financial advisor. This is a spiritual show, so we're talking about attitude and how we're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at that, this attitude of this hasn't borne fruit yet, but we borrow against it. We've all done that. I've done that as a business owner. Um, so we're going to borrow against it because it, it hasn't borne fruit because our, our plan seems so foolproof. It's mm-hmm. foolproof. I'm going to sit here at the base of this tree, and I'm going to watch that fruit develop, and I'm going to snatch it off right away. Um, and 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 that's just kind of an interesting going back to that. And, and that, um, I know for again going circling back around to the mother father issue. So if there's a lot of planets, 
are 10 and 4 they're not are they uh, opposing yeah okay so if they're opposing each other you can get into some serious conflict as far as mentally and they're a pair they always walk together mother and father are always a a, a pair um the opposing houses the first and the seventh the fourth and the tenth um are always you know they're there together for a reason the house that rules money the second house Mm-hmm. is opposed to the house of debt, which is the eighth house, which the eighth house is also the family unconscious in, in, in the horoscope, which I find pretty interesting. Oh, so the family unconsciousness and debt are in the same house? Yeah. That, and that's what we were talking about, how... Also inheritance, legacy. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Well, I just want to talk about how... There's a reason why Storm and I decided to talk about this, and 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 part of it is because Storm has addressed a lot of his debt issues and prosperity issues. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of it. I have addressed a lot of mine as well, and I'm still addressing more. And we've gone in two different directions to deal with debt and money issues. Now, for me, I and and I'm you know I'm just going to put it put it right that that's there because that's how I do is. Um, about 10 years ago, I was well over $200,000 in debt. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sales had hit $200,000 a year. That's pretty much crisis now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I had, didn't pay myself for a couple of years, and I worked uh, worked very diligently on getting out. I was really afraid that they were going to come and lock my stuff up, that... I was um that I was uh you know I was hiding some things <laughs> so I could stay in business. Yeah. Um and and it, well, actually I hadn't started really hiding too much yet. I just was contemplating it and um and then I said wait a minute. This is either going to eat me or it's going to feed me. So I started making some some drastic changes and I started reacting. Um and then I started praying. And praying, casting spells, putting out good energy, whatever, I said I need to address this differently because what I'm doing doesn't work anymore. What, it does, what I'm doing doesn't work anymore because I, um, I lived my life at the whim of cash flow versus planning cash flow because in the beginning um, of Coventry Creations, it, my business doubled every year. Mm-hmm. For the first you know, seven years, it, it like doubled every year. I got, in, in seven years, I got to a million dollars without doing anything, just by picking up the phone when it rang. Yeah. That's all I did. And it ran, so money ran me. Money absolutely ran me. It just said, well, this is what we want you to do. And I lost so much money trying to keep up with that. Um, <clears throat> so, um, that was that was an interesting that was a very interesting channel to to go through and, and challenge to deal with. Um, so from there, once I got to the point where, okay, I can't, and then um, sales started dropping really fast after that seven years because I had hit on something really powerful, really profitable in other people's eyes, and so they, of course they needed to copy me, and I lost my market share. But but what I'm saying, and I'm not I, I'm not telling giving you the the, the little drunkalogue here, as far as uh, what Coventry's woes, but it's more like I had to get a change in attitude, and so I started asking for guidance, and then what I got was um, different course material and different things, and 
And believe it or not, I got, I got the Robert Kiyosaki's Choose to be Rich, and it changed my attitude on debt, <clears throat> my attitude on money. So instead of me being at the whim of it, because doesn't it feel like you're at the whim of money when you're up to up to your eyeballs in debt um, and you're, um, I call it up to your eyeballs in alligators, um, and you don't know what's going to happen that you feel happen next. You feel like it runs you. Yeah, one of the interesting things with me is I have Neptune um, in the second house. Um, so does Jackie, by the way. Um, <laughs> interesting. And uh, we both have Libra rising, so you know a lot of the uh, uh, our outer planet stuff are in the same places. But um, and we're only two years apart, so. Um, <laughs> I have Neptune in the second house, and early in my my career, an astrologer had told me, you know, he, here here is the thing: you're going to have to be very very careful financially um, because there is a particular tendency um, in your horoscope to um, not necessarily relate to money in a way that you know most people will relate to it. Um, so when she was describing this to me, she goes, it can be either a redeemer for you or it can be, um, a, you know, a, a complete, you know, financial travesty. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, when she told me that, I made that particular decision at that particular point that within my particular power, as best as I possibly can, um, uh, to try not to go into debt or to try to not live um, outside of my means. And I like living, um, uh, you know, a pretty um, normal, uh, uh, everyday, down-to-earth type of life um, because of it. I'm not a real gloss by um, a lot of externals, but at the same time, you know, it keeps, at the, at the same time, um, you know, there's there's a difficulty, I think, because we're so pressured by the outer world to have those particular externals that I think that um, we all often feed into that. And with people with Neptune in the second, it's very, very easy to fall into those externals because it's glamorous, and Neptune rules glamour. Interesting. That's I want to talk about that, how that kind of fits in together, but we've got to take a break. So hang on to your horses. Stay tuned. Do not go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, so check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. Do not touch that dial. We will be right back. Let me tell you.
And welcome back to Keep It Magic and our little bit of virtual insanity. I am Jackie Smith, and I'm here with my co-host, Storm Sestivani, the amazing Storm Sestivani, the wisdom reader, Storm Sestivani. So give us a call if you want to talk about debt and how it affects you. And if you need a little insight on that for you, the number is 760-539-3235. One more time, that's 760-539-3235. So, well, where do we leave off? I just got sucked into the song. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were talking about money and glamour. Money and glamour. Oh, oh. isn't it glamorous? Yeah. That is absolutely um, the value that we put on it. Think well, about it. It is. We put, we put a lot. Rich and skinny in the boat on the water. You know, oh, and uh, Botox injections in your ass so that it's mm-hmm. uh, Kim Kardashian-like. Rich and skinny and young. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what that's what uh, we look at, and I. It's interesting because you said Neptune is about glamour. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody is Neptune about debt. Um, Neptune, can, if if it is uh, attached to uh, a planet such as Venus, um, uh, or the ruler of the second house, or being in the second house, mm-hmm. debt can definitely be issues. You know, and the reason being is that Neptune is is a planet that, in many ways, it doesn't want to play by the rules. Okay, and it idealizes a lot of different things. So they often will choose careers that are different than every ordinary people. <laughs> Candle maker. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're saying you, you said we have Neptune in our second house. Yeah, right? they will often choose careers that are not part of the um, uh, the social norm or the or the or uh, you know normal nine to five jobs because it's very difficult for them to work under those particular rules and those those boundaries. Boundaries are Saturn. Um, Neptune is the antithesis of Saturn. Um, uh, so basically, you know, a Neptunian, Neptune people in the second house, how you go out and you, you know, you make money, uh, how you deal with money, um, is different than most other people. So it can be very difficult. Huh. That's interesting because, um, you know, personally, because I talk personally in this show, that is one of the challenges I'm dealing with is that my I keep putting my value and my career value and my value as a human being on um my financial glamour, my physical glamour. Um I I this is an interesting insight and I'm gonna use that this coming week as I do some more personal work, is that um well, you know, I am charming. Yeah. And I am very stunning in many ways and I just reel everybody in. So why? Why is that so important? I think that's a great um a great thing to talk about. Well, it's a particular mystical you know, glamour has a mystical edge to it. Um if you're able to you know, fads, trends, the latest fashion, the latest hairstyle, all of that is ruled by Neptune, the latest musical craze, um uh you know, our uh movies. Um, uh, you know, which are going to be heavily in, you know, uh, lots of graphics, lots of, uh, 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 
you know, crazy types of uh, images are going to be coming up with Neptune moving into Pisces next week. But um, uh, it's, it, everything's going to change. And I think that one of the things that the antithesis to Neptune and Pisces is the sign of Virgo, which is kind of putting things in its particular proper order. So we're moving into a 14-year cycle, Jackie, where either people are going to get it or they're not. Oh, you my know. God, no wonder I'm so screwed up. I got seven aspects in Virgo, but Neptune in my second house. So I need to put everything in its proper order, but it needs to look amazing and dazzling. Yes. <laughs> and also, Neptune rules your sixth house of work and career, um, as it does mine. So we're going to find Neptunian ways to work. Um, uh, uh, you know, we're both interested in spiritual things, all of those mm-hmm. different things. The difference here is, is that the lines between the spirit and the lines between madness are very thin. That's so in it's dotted. Yeah, I think that's generally too. That now, you know, we talked a little bit about beliefs about money, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. I mean, we talked about how it can affect your chart, and this this money belief is everything. It even affects your beliefs around love, around um, nurturing yourself, around more, more, more. I need more. Mm-hmm which might be that instant gratification, it might be weight issues, it might be addiction issues. Um, sometimes we take it out on that. And and a lot of it is is some of these core beliefs, family legacies um, that we, it, it really comes back to that. Every time I start working on money issues with folks, it really goes back to this, a lot of it family legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there it goes back, well, everything goes back to early childhood. Well, one of the things, that I agree, one of the things um, that I learned um, as a child is that if you uh, had a, uh, you know, a, a particular job and you made a particular amount of money, that it basically gave you a particular free check to do what it is that you wanted to do. Um, uh, and get away with whatever it is, no matter how horrendous that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you had that particular form of esteem, that it was a way that you could uh, that you could get away with things, even if you were the biggest, you know, crazy um, person on you know um, on the planet, you could still get away with it as long as you had uh, that you had money, and that was the lesson that I learned um, uh, as a child. Now, what I grew up with is anything that's worthwhile is hard work. Mm-hmm. Anything that so if it if it doesn't have a lot of hard work attached to it, it's not worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when the song was playing, um, you pulled out a card uh, from your deck that said, "What what do do people need to do to get out of debt?" And I love that you pu- pulled the seven of coins, second seven of pentacles. Mm-hmm. Which is hard work and patience. Yeah, and and it goes and I that goes back to that. A lot of us came up with this belief that everything's hard work. Everything worthwhile is just takes it takes too much. It takes a lot of time, and and I and I thought everyone thought like that, but I'm watching different people go past that or never have that belief, and they they're like, well, no, we're just going to do it. We're just going to do it. And then they do it. And it's like, what? What? wait, how the hell did you just do that? Mm-hmm. How did you make that happen? I mean, it's not that they never have to work hard. It's just they don't believe 
that they have to work hard so they don't, which changes um, the choices that they make. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it comes down to a lot of that, you know, the um, uh, of being both of us own, own businesses and uh, a lot of people, you know, they make the particular choice, you know, that they want the you know, nine-to-five type of job, and they want that particular um, type of structure and that stability, and they want benefits and all of these other things. Um, uh, You know, and they want the whole social life. But if you make the particular choice often to be a business owner, there's certain things that you're going to have to chop off and are not going to be as available to you um, uh, uh, that, that, that other people enjoy. And one of the things that I often see is that people, they get so caught up in the out there, Jackie, especially if they're business owners, okay? They want the social life, they want this, they want that, they want all of these particular things, that when they start moving outside of their business um, and st- stop paying attention to the business, because, you know, they met a guy last week and, you know, he makes certain body organs itch, um, uh, they can often get themselves into serious trouble. And you have to to, I think, be really, really conscious of the particular choices that you make. Like, I will not buy anything um, that I cannot pay for cash by the end of that month. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so many times, I mean, for a long time, I thought, well, I can't do that because then I won't ever have this, I won't ever have that. But um, because I, I was out of credit, I, mm-hmm. I have used all that I had and I had to pay it all down it was interesting how much I didn't really need. Mm-hmm. And this credit isn't that I have a closet full of shoes. This credit that that I used isn't isn't about you know um, um, you know going off to Tahiti. <laughs> this is called new windows for the house, new siding for the house, new um, because all of these things were needed. It's called you know another you know two tons of wax. That's what mm-hmm. this debt is is all about. It's about cu- um, paying our shipping bill. And um, but it's amazing how how much we can get along, how creative we can get with without that without that ability. It's a trick. It's a it's a trap and it's a trick. And even as I was using it, I was saying it was a trap and it was a trick. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's so so that's like I know it is. I have this understanding that it is. But there's this belief that this all this hard work and I'm just trying to get mm-hmm. some of mine. I have this belief that everything is hard work, and yet I see like a little it looks like a little miracle out and uh you know it it's and and then there's the and then there's the gambling that you're doing when you're in a business you're everything you do is a gamble mm-hmm. and so if you have what we got a big loan to pay off some of our debts and move forward with some things, and boy, we made some snap decisions, but when you don't because it was there was money on the table. When there's no money on the table, you, the decisions that you make are very different. Yeah. So, um, and and you get through it. It's nibbling away. That's one of the things that that I want to say about debt magic. Debt magic is about nibbles. Um, I've worked with a lot of people on it. I've worked with myself on it, and and very rarely is it a big flash in the pan. Because the flash in the pan is what got you in trouble in the first place. Because that's what's debt. So to try and use that same thing to get you out isn't going to work. It's nibbles. It's it's empowering. It's showing you that you can do it. And that's what magic is about. True magic is about empowering you. It's about healing 
Oh, that was a very long age. Healing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was? What got you into this place? The discord that got you here. So that's that's when. So when you, the big thing is, is that just remember a lot of times when you're when you're fixing that for good, you can get the flash in the pan money to to pay off those debts today, but but you start feeling like, well, I'll always be able to do that, mm-hmm. and then eventually. Your higher self, your core self says enough. Stop doing it this way. And it all depends on on what your what your belief is there. Um, uh, I I do a lot of um, Akashic record work around that too, and it was really interesting. Uh, this weekend, one of my clients in her Akashic record room when I first walked in, it was um, mountains, craggy mountain peaks, and I saw her going over one over another 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 another. Um, and, and I went, oh, so why do you have to keep climbing the mountain? And so then we talked about that. That's the belief in her family. It's hard. Worthwhile equals hard. And so we cleared that, and I, I already saw some shifts in her just in that day. It was really fascinating to watch the energy shift around the person and some things open up for them. And uh, it was just amazing. It's amazing. So what... Is the, what does the Kabbalah say about money and debt? Well, Kabbalah looks at money as basically energy. Um, uh, number one, Kabbalah believes that we have pretty much an unlimited checking account. Um, it is us that are blocking the ability for that checking account to basically flow. Um, and there's certain things. One of them, interestingly enough, is working hard. Um, uh, that goes along with, uh, you know, the Kabbalistic belief in uh, in money, um, is that you have to put out some form of particular energy to create that energy to come in. Okay, hence, if you're sitting on the couch eating yourself some bonbons, <laughs> Do and you don't have a job. Anymore? Do bonbons exist anymore? I don't anyway. even know, I don't know. Um, uh, that you're, uh, that you know, you're probably not going to make a lot of money. The other thing that that the Kabbalists state is that you should share, um, whether that that's um, to people in need or whether that that's to charity. That you should always, you know, your no matter what your particular financial condition is, um, that you sh- share, and that continues to open up the channel of light in regards to giving you more and more and more and more. Um, but the interesting thing also is that Kabbalah teaches that one of the biggest um, barriers in regards to financial prosperity is addiction to money. It's true. You know, and and in that money addiction, uh, in uh, you know, and and I've talked about on other shows, you know, money complexes. Um, money addiction can run the gambit from spending too much money or being afraid to spend money um, or, um, uh, you know, not working through the issues in regards to your past to have a healthy relationship with money, um, all of those uh, all of those things. And I've seen many people um, that, uh, you know, Jackie had nothing. You know, somebody was talking about in the chat room earlier the um, that their grandmother had won the lottery three times, God bless her. Um, yeah, no kidding. But 
have, you know, one of the most eye-opening shows that I've ever watched was actually an Oprah show in which she had former lottery winners on her particular show in which the, winning the lottery ruined and destroyed their lives. You know, they lost their marriages, they uh, they went into financial debt, that they went on complete spending sprees, bought houses that they didn't need, you know, that they made a lot of financial uh, decisions at that particular point that were just really tricky. And uh, I, th- I think that we all really have to sit down and ask ourselves, what is our particular relationship to money? Um, because it's going to be when you go into fear, that's going to be when that complex is going to be triggered. It, and it is. It absolutely is, and I know that I have, um, you know, to put put it out there, just like you said, I've got a money complex, I have a money addiction. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we laugh about it and say, yeah, i got a money addiction, I like to, you know, pay the gas bill and eat and all that other stuff. But it is, it, it's that when when um, times get tough and it's not flowing freely and easily, uh-huh. Um, and there's a bump in the road. I go right back to that money addiction that says, "Oh my God, they're not enough. What's going on? How do I do this?" Da, 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 da. What you know what immediately happens? I start eating. Uh-huh. I absolutely start start eating, and um, and so those two are very very connected to me. And then I start feeling um, as soon as there's a money issue, then I start feeling um, glamour, lack of glamour. Yeah. Um, and, and and worthless and and all that stuff. So we all we all have our own variations of of. That's Neptune stuff. in the second, by the way. Pardon? That's Neptune in the second. Huh. No, you tell me. But <laughs> but then then it goes flips around, and we'll have to we'll be taking a break in in the next couple of minutes. But I wanted to talk about this. But then it flips around to then we're afraid to ask properly for what we want. And it's not about me calling up Storm and say, Storm, I need a loan for ten grand. Yeah. Because um, he'll just laugh at me. <laughs> he'll go, and I'm getting that from where? <laughs> um, <laughs> just do some more readings. Um, That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and and so it's not just about asking for what you want, being, uh, Mom, I want that car, or, you know, Grandma, you won the lottery for three times, pay off my house. Um it's really asking the universe for what we want and then creating those spheres of influence to allow it to flow to us. Exactly. And and if one of the things I talk about in Coventry Magic, which is such a key piece to manifesting magic and even manifesting your money magic, is your spheres of influence. If if you're looking at um getting a big contract, let's say you want you discovered a new way to make windshield wipers work, and you want a big contract from Ford. Well, what it is is that you um, you have to have within your spheres of inf- your your sphere of influence needs to connect to somebody else to connect to somebody else who can then get you in the door with your new patent to present mm-hmm. to Ford. Or you know you want this job, so you need to rearrange your spheres of influence so you get in front of the HR person who can hire you or the owner of the business who can hire you. So your spheres of influence, um, are I, when when I work those, um, and I'm working those right now for for a different event, but when I work my spheres of influence, things start coming. And I and but yeah, at the same time, I you if I don't work on my complex, if I don't work on my attitude and my perception around debt, if I don't do that, um, I can I can blow it all out of the water. I can sabotage myself in heartbeat. Exactly. 
So so I guess we're going to talk about more what you can do for yourself. We're going to um we're going to go ahead and do you want to take a break now? Or you want to keep going? Yeah, take a break. Okay, so we're going to take a break now. Um so do not touch that gel. We've got a lot of information coming up. We've got magic, we've got things for you to do, spells, some attitudes, some meditations, whatever it is. We have got some answers for you because we've been talking about the problems and we never leave you hanging. We always talk about some answers. So we'll be back to take your call, give you some hot magic tips. We're going to help you transform your life. The number is 760-539-3235. Do not touch that dial. We'll be right back because we're going to live in like a fool.
And we're back with Keep It Magic Live. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 760-539-3235 if you want to talk about debt and your debt, if you have something to say about the show. If you have enjoyed the show, please, please hit the like button at the top of the page. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, if you want to keep magic on the go, um, go to iTunes and in the search box type Keep It Magic. You can also find um, our archives of our podcast on keepitmagic.com. And, you you know, you can listen to us as many times as you want, and you know this one you'll want to listen to it over and over, especially this last half hour. This show is made possible by your patronage to our sponsor, CoventryCreations.com, where magic always happens. So please uh, give a visit to them. They've got all the candles that you need, oils, incense, and we'll be talking about some in a minute. So we're back, and there was a really interesting thing that came up in the chat room that we we had on our notes to talk about today, mm-hmm. which was your circle of friends. Yeah. And how your circle of friends can absolutely influence. That's your first sphere of influence, and and they they absolutely will determine your financial viability if you let them. I I, I wrote my monthly article for uh, Keep It Magic, and um, it should be go up tomorrow, which the article is about Mars retrograde. And um, one of the things that I strongly thought about this weekend uh, is uh, is one of the things I think that prevents us from going out and getting what it is that we truly want is that we're, number one, afraid of what other people are going to think. We're afraid of our particular social circle changing, um, either losing friends or having to go get new friends or whatever the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and I think that also that we're sometimes afraid of envy of other people and what um, that can uh, particularly mean to us. Um, and a lot of people, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, uh, Go through financial, you know, that they, you know, hit it big time. Let's call it, you know, hit it big time. Basically, what they will state is that um, they lost all of their friends once they had money because the friends could no longer relate to them. Um, and, uh, you know, that the friends would say that they changed and all of this other stuff. And probably, yes, if, you know, we go outside our front door right now and there's a big old huge $10 million check, yeah, we probably go and change. Well, <laughs> also, a lot of times with, with, you know, just to put it out there, with more money comes more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've earned it all, you know the hard work that it involves, and you're not so easily to part with it. Or, um, or if you want it. Um, you're like, hey, hang on a minute, I got some plans here. Or if, um, you know, you get a like a promotion, another responsibility there. So you're really, if you're thinking about it, so that's why you have to change. It, it does change the game because it gives you a different perspective. And one of the things that I also notice, if you own a business, people automatically assume that you're rich. <laughs> Wait a minute, let's laugh one more. <laughs> yeah, I am rich. I am rich because um, my money, it's not even my money, the money that Coventry um, earns generally goes right back to our employees mm-hmm. immediately. That's the first place it goes. So um, so in that way, I am, I am fortunate. But that's usually what happens with a business. It goes right back in. So um, your sphere of influence, it can stop you. It can sabotage you. Um, 
so take a look at that. That's one thing to absolutely say, how would all these people feel if I started making more money, if I started clearing up my debt, if I started becoming successful in that? But we have a caller who's been hanging on this entire show. Shall we take him? Yeah. Okay. 334, you are on the air, my friend, who's been waiting for quite a while. How can we help you with debt, money, type energy? 334? Hello, 334? They held on for too long, so let's go on to 904. (laughs) 904, how can Storm and Jackie help you with um, debt uh, energy and debt issues? 904? Who are we talking with? My name is Sarah. Sarah? Yes, ma'am, Sarah. Welcome. How can we help you? Thank you. I I just tuned in, uh, you know, a little late. Uh, and I was just reading your bio and had just started to listen, so I don't know. Uh, tarot astrology, um, how I can, uh, you know, how you can use that for me. How can we help you with your financial issues at the moment? What is your financial question, Sarah? Okay, I mean... I don't have, like have a specific financial question right now. Okay, I'm unemployed. Really and do a, go ahead. I, I'm unemployed and uh, uh-huh. getting unemployment benefits. I have been applying, and I got a possible uh, position with um, a company where somebody referred me. So I'm waiting to hear from that. Okay. But I was um, I, I was listening to what you said. You know, what stuck out in my mind the most was, you know, the people you hang around with, you know, can create, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I really do believe that. So, I mean, I've been getting rid of them as fast as they come in. I don't, you know, (laughs) let them hang around. That's not talking. You know, I mean, yeah, you might be where you are now, but talk like you, you know, like where you want to go. Well, that's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that you're seeing that because that's going to be a big part of the success you have going forward. Um, concerning the, the application that you have out, this job lead that you have right now, you're going to have to do some extra work um, energetic on your part to ensure that you get that job. I think there's a lot of people vying for it right now. Uh-huh. And, um, and so a couple of quick, quick things you can do for yourself. It's stuff that you have in your house. Um, first of all, steady work. Uh, Motor City Hoodoo Candle. Um, if you take that, put that in a candle holder, put that on top of the name of the company you've applied to with your resume crossing it, and then put the candle on top of that, um, like that, that's going to help quite a bit to ensure that that job is yours. Um, the other things you can do is um, take the name of the company, if you have their business card, or even if you can just print out the name of the company from uh, a job um, posting, something like that, put it in a pot on the stove, just some water, some um, cinnamon, allspice, nutmeg, all those things that you would make an apple pie with minus the apples, and you let that simmer on the stove, so you're going to simmer prosperity, your own prosperity is going to come to that, so that's going to put you in their favor right there. So those are two quick things to help you you ensure that job. Storm, do you have anything for Sarah? Um, Sarah, it shows me that this, it's going to take a while, basically, for this company 
for you to hear back from them, okay, because it's showing me here delays in regards to uh, dealing with this particular situation. My feeling here is that it does look as though to me that there is going to be an offer that's going to be made to you, but I think that you're looking at probably towards the end of February before this fully opens up. Um, uh, so basically that, you know, at the same time, one of the things, and this is one of the biggest, the biggest bits of magic that I can give you in this situation, okay, is just because you're waiting for something does not mean, okay, um, uh, that you shouldn't continue to put out the particular energy that you're looking for a job, okay? And one of the things that I see that people do is that they hear about, um, uh, uh, you know, a job or an opportunity or somebody's going to refer them, and then they go sit on the couch and watch themselves, some young and the restless, <laughs> um, you know, and wait for it to open up. So what I want you to do is I want you to make a schedule, okay? I want you to get up at a certain time, and I want you for four hours or so, look at particular different types of financial opportunities, okay? This is just basically to... Um, uh, to uh, send out the energy that you're looking for a job, okay, and to get that energy to connect there, okay? And my feeling here is, you know, the card that I pulled for you is the Ten of Wands, okay? It means you're going to really have to put yourself out there and you're really going to have to do the work, basically, to, to get through with this. And it may feel overwhelming at times, but that's how you're going to break through in regards to this. Good luck, Sarah. Okay. Thank you so okay. much. Um, could you repeat, Jackie, the um, uh, Thalassa is asking about um, your little um, business card spell. Could you repeat that, please? What I do when I need to um, generate some prosperity and some sweetness and release of fears around it and just to create an openness to the job, the prosperity, the client, whatever, is I'll, I'll take some water. Sometimes I just do it in a crock pot, too. Mm-hmm. Um Start with some water and some spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, um, allspice, anything that you would put in an apple pie. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then or pumpkin pie, and then you just um, uh, let it simmer, and I let it simmer for in um, quantities of three, three hours or nine hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why sometimes I just put it in a crock pot, <clears throat> and then I take. And I, you can use regular water, and sometimes I add olive oil to it because olive oil is very prosperous, very healing, uh, very opening. It's, it's, it's warming and opening. And then after it's done, I strain it, and I take that water and oil mixture, and I just, um, I'll just anoint things with it, um, or I'll, I'll put it around the house or around the business building. Um, if it's just water, I'll, I'll create a wash with it. And um, there's a lot of different things you can do with that. Um, just get your, get creative, but use it that day. Don't hang on to it because there's no preservatives or anything. Just use it that day, um, and don't eat the business cards. <laughs> um, but if you actually, if you want to create some prosperity for yourself, bake an apple pie from scratch. Mm-hmm. From you know, even if you can use like some whole wheat or some organic wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, use that, use it as close to the earth as possible type things and make it for yourself. That is a great prosperity spell. Every time, especially if you make it yourself. <laughs> I love I love me some kitchen witchery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, this morning as I'm, of course, running late for um, 
getting ready for the show. But I sat down and I said, "What? What do I need to? What do I need to do for the show?" And I'll sit down and I'll say, "What spell? What? Um, how can I help folks with this?" And what came up is that I needed to do a change your attitude spell, mm-hmm. change your attitude around money spell, because there's there's always enough money to go around. There, money is virtual. The universe is unlimited in its abundance. We see that every day as like spring comes, boink, there you are, <laughs> abundance. So um, this is a spell that you're going to do every day. It's going to take about a week to do, and you're going to light three candles, a vision quest, blessed herbal candle, an uncrossing Motor City Hoodoo candle, and an everything and then some Wicked Witch Mojo candle. So you light the vision quest candle, you let the vision quest start the job, and what you're going to do is start really writing down your attitude and your beliefs about money. You can let it flow, kind of like streams of insanity, streams of consciousness. Just let it flow on the paper. What do you think? What do you think about money, whether it's like it's a disappointment, it always fails me, or I have to work hard for it, or no one will like me if I'm rich. Whatever it is, just don't judge it. Just let it come out on the paper. Do you always think there's too little? Um, do you, you think you have to work hard for it? So ask yourself this question, what is my core attitude or belief about money? And just write that down. And then go as deep as you can. Spend a little bit of time on it. I mean, it's not like four hours you have to spend on it, but give yourself, you know, a good ten minutes. And then you take that paper and you put a face down and you put the uncrossing candle in its candle holder on top of it. And you light that to help yourself let go of that attitude, to uncross that, to get to get rid of it. You pull up and out that belief and attitude. Um, and you just kind of let it come into the uncrossing candle and then and then get released from you. But with anything that you empty, magically you have to refill or it creates a void. And what do we do with the void? We fill the same stuff that was in there before. So then you would light the everything and then some candle. And these are candles all next to each other. Don't worry about if one's in front or one's in back. They're all working together. Don't You don't have to worry about left or right. Just put them, make, have it make sense for you as you sit there. So you're going to hold that on everything and then some candle for a moment and write down everything and then some, what it means to you. Now you're going to place, and maybe spend two, ten minutes on that, and place that list face up and then put the candle and the candle holder on top of it. Let the candles burn as a group for about three hours and then extinguish them and then do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day until they're gone. And I'll guarantee you one of those candles will go before the next. You never know which one. And the one that goes first, that's what you're done with for right now. You've let go of as much as you can let go of, or you've absorbed as much as you can absorb right now, or you've seen as deep as you can see right now. But continue with the other two. And then when the second one burns out, continue with that last one um, until that burns out. So at the end of the week, and you're going to rewrite all this stuff every day. So you're going to have probably five days of writing down what your core belief is or what everything in them means to you. So keep writing it down, but don't look at what you wrote the day before. And then when the candles are all extinguished, all three of them, look at how your beliefs changed and look at how what you value changes. You might, I, I guarantee you, you're going to start off with some of the things that you value are um, 
you know, the McMansion or something like that. And then you're going to, at the end of it, what you're going to value is time with your family. And so you're going to find how you, how your negative beliefs, your negative attitude is causing you to want something greater than is good for you, something outside or, or that, that instant gratification that isn't good for you. But when you change your beliefs, what everything in that sun means to you comes closer into alignment of what your beliefs are. It's really fascinating how how that is going to happen. And I and when you do it, let me know. I want to hear what you have to say on that one. What do you think about that, Storm? I love that. Oh, by the way, I put this up on um, keepitmagic.com. It's also on the Keep It Magic Facebook page and the Jackie Smith Facebook page as links. So um, go there, go there, and, and you'll see you'll see all these um, debt spells. So. What do you think about that? I know a lot of my spells are very psychological, aren't they? Yeah, well, I, I think that what you do very well with is, is is that rather than you putting out the Neptunian illusion that that's all that you have to do is light a candle, um, I think that you uh, uh, really more bring people through a particular process um, of clearing out um, the particular energies. One of the things that I was... Uh, was uh, thinking about also, um, while you were talking about that, uh, is I was actually thinking about taking one stack of bills, Jackie, and getting a need to change banishment of candle. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, anointing that needed change ban- banishing candle with uh, Crown of Glory and Hydron the Conqueror oils, okay? <laughs> and, pu- and then on uh, each of the bills, Right, paid in full, paid in full, paid in full, paid in full, and put that underneath um, uh, uh, the candle holder and like the the, the need to change banishing candle and you know let it burn itself down. This is that's exactly the Dorothy Morrison debt banishing spell. Is it really? Uh huh. And so this is also on the document that the, the article that you'll find on um, keepitmagic.com or also on the Facebook pages. Okay, this is a Dorothy Morrison's that banishing spell with her Wicked Witch Mojo products. You want a flying monkey's candle, a poof oil, and out of my way incense. So what you do is you calculate the total sum of your outstanding debt and inscribe that amount on the candle. You anoint the candle with the poof oil and light the wick and the incense while you're doing this. Then one by one, you draw a large red X across a copy of the of each bill that you have of this accumulated debt, mm-hmm. and anoint each bill with the oil. And so you just um, put the oil on your finger, and then working clockwise, you start at the upper left-hand corner of the page, and run your finger across, down, over, and then up, and then diagonally cross the sheet in both directions to trace the X that red X that you put there. So when you're done with all of your bills, anointing all of them, red Xing them, you hold the stack in your hand. And you visualize yourself happily debt-free and say, and these are Dorothy's words, I banish you debt this very day. By flame and wax you melt away. You are not welcome in my life, nor your cousin's stress and strife. I banish you all. I lock the door. None of you live here anymore. Undue spending is past. I've locked that out too. More treks and be gone. I'm done with you. So then you place the bills in front of the candle, just like you said, Uh and spend a few minutes picturing your debt melting away with the candle wax. Then take some time to call your credit card companies. This is the practical part. Call the bank, too, if you have any outstanding loan, and initiate a discussion about having your interest rate lowered. 
or whatever, or the payment's lowered or whatever it is. They're happy to accommodate you. While you're on the phone, take a minute to discuss alternative payment arrangements, et cetera. So this debt banishing, you have to do the practical part too, which I love this, that Uh she has this in the spell. So when the candle has burned down completely on its own and the wick has extinguished itself, um, burn the pages one by one in a cauldron or a fireproof container. Be very careful, please. No plastic garbage cans or anything like that. Um, Burn them one by one and then take take this cooled ashes Take the cooled ashes and scatter them on the winds and say, Ashes to ashes, dust on the wind, into the ether this debt I do send, where it cannot gather to take form again, where it cannot breathe down my neck as it's been, where it cannot harm me and it cannot live, where it cannot suck out my life through its its sieve, (laughs) where it cannot fill me once more with its dread, eradication's complete, it's gone, it is dead. Turn your back and walk away. Rub a bit of the oil on your hands every day and follow through on any new payment arrangements you've made. Nice. Isn't that great? Because you've got the practical side, too, which I love. Um, and and so it helps you uh, take those take those actions. Well, I mean, I mean, basically, uh, you, you know, uh, the practical side has to work with magic. You can write a you can um, uh, uh, light a get a job candle from now until the end of time. But basically, if all that you're doing is sitting back on your couch and not attempting to go out and get a job, I mean, your cha- your opportunities for getting a position may be uh, you know limited to working on a sex. Line. Um, uh, but, uh, you, you know, it is a, uh, you know, you have to put out the practical effort in regards to getting what you want, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, should we, we do have another caller that came in. Should we, uh, we have sure. just a minute. Let's see if we can do a quick, quick answer for them. Okay. Hi, 508. How may we help you with um, your debt or money issues? Hi, yeah, I am, uh, I'm here. Hi. Hi. Hello. What's your name? This is Paula. What? Nicole? No, Paula. And how can we help? How can we help you? Um, I'm suffering from financial difficulties. Um, I have my own business. I'm the person that was in the chat room under PJ. I have my okay. own business. I've been doing for years, and I've accumulated debt from going to school and from trying to do my business and. Now it's all kind of crashing down on me, and I'm contemplating going bankruptcy. Not really sure where to go with it, but I I feel for me, it's about control. I I, I think it's a, like a rebellious thing too, because you get to the point where you just can't make any more money, and you're like, well, screw it, I'm just gonna pay it anyway. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I I know what you mean, and I just heard you completely um, sabotage yourself in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You get to a point where you just can't make any more money. You get to a mm-hmm. point where, where they can't do any more. And I think it's time to start to start clearing out. I think that debt banishing spell for Dorothy Morrison would be absolutely perfect for you. Okay. Um, and the and the solutions will come, and you'll be able to do it. This business that you did and you started, and I know we don't have a, a ton of time to talk about it, but this business that you did, you learned a lot from it. And one of the things that I'm getting right here is that you didn't ask for enough help with it, uh, of the people who actually know what they're talking about. Um, So I still think that that idea going forward in the future is still, what they're telling me right now is it's still a viable idea but not in its current form. And and that might 
might be one of the things that can help you get out of it. You've you have the tenacity to do that, and you might just need some guidance, um, some mentorship. I keep hearing the word mentorship, 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 meaning you need one. Okay. Um, because you, you, you were having, there was a lot of stress, and you had a hard time fi- figuring out what the right decision was, um, and, and you did keep sabotaging yourself. So this is, um, this is, this is good. I think that dead banishing spell would work brilliantly for you. Storm, what do you think? Um, I agree with you. Basically, with it showing me, I pulled out three cards, uh, Temperance, the Three of Wands, and and the Nine of Swords here. Um, uh, There's no earth in regards to this reading. And one of the things that I'm uh, feeling in regards to uh, this situation is that you're always looking for the particular action, okay, what it is that you need to do, which path that you need to go in, waiting for that to basically appear with this Three of Wands, okay? Um, and it's showing me here that this is constantly kind of putting you into a bit of, of mental anxiety and stress and worry and uh, uh, fear as a result of that. Basically, what it is that they're showing here with the temperance card is really the need to kind of balance things out a bit more. So I agree with exactly what um, uh, uh, Jackie was saying there. So thank you so much. I, I wish you great luck in what you're doing. And... Um, and uh, just you keep keep plugging. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. Okay. Oops. <laughs> I ex- I thought she was done. My apologies. My apologies. So um, I was a little quick on that button. Um. She's new to the board, people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> forgive me. Um. There's one more spell I have for you, and that's something that's a go-to um, for many times. It's something I've had in in many publications and, and my um, prosperity pamphlet. Mm-hmm. It's a remove money jinx spell. <laughs> and this is kind of an uncrossing without an uncrossing candle. You need a prosperity blessed herbal candle, a spell reversal blessed herbal, and a vision quest blessed herbal. Oh, so talk there to me more. Go ahead. Uh, you carve your name into the prosperity candle. Mm-hmm. You carve your the name of your pro- the problem you're having, the name of the problem you're having into the vision quest candle. You carve money jinx, the words, specifically money jinx, on the spell reversal candle. You light all three at the same time and say, money wished from bad to good, money problems understood. Into my hands come silver and gold, cash for me to spend and hold. And just say that every time you light the candle. Actually, I'd say that every time I look at the candles. So... <laughs> so uh, it's just a quick little fun thing Um I like having something a little something to say that I've written down and I've I've I like to have something written down that I have fine tuned. Cuz sometimes I'm charging up a candle and I'm doing it off the top of my head and I go, "Okay, this is what I need, so do it." And then I start screwing it up and put negative and, and you know and and backwards and go, "Wait a minute, that's not what I meant." And so write it down first and then you can get real emotional and stuff after that. Yeah. So we, it's it's all it's a blend, my friends. It's a blend of what are you doing spiritually, what are you doing emotionally, what are you doing mentally, and what are you doing magically. And when you put all of those four things together, and that magically sounds like that physical stuff, but also what are you doing practically out in the world, that's where big magic comes in. That's where big magic comes in. I love it. I know. We... We have hit on a really hot topic, I think, and I I, I love how you um, brought it into you know talked about 
the fourth house and the tenth house, that mother-father. And and I think the key is when we are looking at, okay, prosperity issues are hitting you again, money issues are hitting you again, go deep. Go look at look at who's surrounding you and which of their beliefs you are mirroring. Look at what your parents taught you about money um, and, and what their parents taught them about money because we're all trying to break free from that, right? Yeah. Um, so look at those legacies, those curses. And there's something that you said before that I really want to touch on in the Kabbalah. They talk about sharing it. Mm-hmm. We didn't spend enough time on that. Well, basically, um, the Kabbalah philosophy is quite simple. It's okay for you to have the entire enchilada, everything that you want, as long as you share a taco with somebody else. In other words, as long as you continue to give out money, um, you create an opening for more money to come in. And there's a concept with a vessel that the more money that you, the more that you share, the larger that the vessel becomes um, over time. And it creates kind of like this ever-ending flow, basically, of, uh, of prosperity for you. Um, uh, uh, in my experience, it works. <laughs> Every time I do it, it works. So here's your assignment, kids. Take your pocket change out. And next time you're driving by the freeway and there's that guy in the corner, I don't care what he's going to do with it. It's none of your business. Share some of that wealth and watch how your week changes. Mm-hmm. Watch how your week changes. Give it without judgment. That's the other thing. you got to give it without judgment and and also without ties. And that's a great exercise when you give it to the um, we'll work for food people. Because there's a judgment there that we think they're just gonna, they're just gonna buy drugs, buy alcohol, so so you're giving it without ties, mm-hmm. and and watch. I swear to God, it's a brilliant thing. Your your responsibility is to give. Yep. What they do with it is yeah. Exactly. So what do we got going on in this next week? What's happening? Well, um, I have nothing going on. So, uh, <laughs> next month is old Dorothy Morrison. She's going to be with us for every single show. Starting next week? Yeah. So if there's specials on Dorothy Morrison products on CoventryCreations.com. That starts tomorrow. That starts tomorrow. Um, and I'm so excited because we're going to just talk about love, love, love. Love, love. The month of love. Uh. What's not to love? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, take a look at keepitmagic.com. We have new articles coming out. Um, go to coventrycreations.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We have Storm's um, newsletter articles coming out about uh, Mars Retrograde. It's a good one. And I've got some good articles coming out myself. Um, and I just want to thank everyone for joining us. You can listen to us live every single Thursday at 4 p.m. on the East Coast. 1 p.m. on the West Coast and every hour in between. To reach Storm off the air, go to psychicfriendsnow.com. Do it now. Or go to his fan page on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash astrogossip. To reach me off the air, go to coventrycreations.com. You can visit my Magic on Facebook. Make sure to check us out on our show website, keepitmagic.com. We've got some lot of, lot of good stuff coming up there, including articles from Dorothy. And make sure to check out our show website. I just said that. Yeah. Our show Facebook, which is Keep It Magic, and a resource of sorts on Facebook. And um, I can't wait to hear you guys all. See you guys next week and hear you, Storm, every day. Yeah. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, thank you for coming, and we will see you again. And what do they need to do, Storm? Keep it magic. Service. Why? Girl, look at that body. Girl, look at that body. 